You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Clapback Culture, of course. I am your host, Jules Jesse, and I'm so glad to be back in the building. You guys know I took a week off. Uh, last week I was gone because I was taking care of my good friend, my best friend, Shadia, and I was a maid of honor in her wedding, and she celebrated Black love in Chicago, you guys. So that was such a blessing, you know, just to be a part of that experience and um, really to just stand alongside her and some of my friends back home from Seattle to get that all like done up. It was just, it was beautiful. And honestly, it was one of the most beautiful weddings I have been to in such a long time. Uh, so that's no tea, no shade to any other weddings that I went to with Shadia definitely did her thing, her and Ron. Congratulations to both of them. I mean, it feels like wedding season. I feel like after COVID, a lot of people are getting back into the swing of things, back into just like it's time. You know, they push their date back so many times, but you know what, They're, they are there and they are like kind of in charge. In fact, I'm wondering if I'm able to share my screen, you guys, um, while, I'm in the, while I'm in the show. Um, and I will share with you um, just a little small clip. Oh, I can't, I'll have to wait for Cuddy to get back in here, but she was such a beautiful bride, you guys. She switched dresses. Um, she had a beautiful cathedral train, honey. I mean, for anybody who just loves loves weddings and brides and all of that good stuff. She was the bride to be, honey. And so I learned a lot. I learned what I want to do. So um, you guys slide into Rodney's DMs, okay? At Rodo, R-O-D-D-O-E-007. Slide into his DMs and tell him to give your girl a ring, okay? I'm ready to plan a wedding. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so glad to be back. There is so much to talk about. Um, and again, you know, it wouldn't be our show if we didn't have a little bit more to get into. So I want to kind of start on, uh, you know, just the pandemic, you guys. Well, not the pandemic, but I guess we're talking about post pandemic and we're talking about inflation of all things, you guys. So listen, there are reports that bread is costing up to $10 a loaf. Can you believe it? I honestly didn't believe it until I did the research, honey, and it's there. So I'm going to share with you guys um, some of uh, the clips that I pulled, some screenshots that I pulled, because it's definitely given $10 a loaf. Um, but bread prices of all things are becoming another source of sticker shock, you know, now that inflation is there. Um, and it's just another one of those things, gas prices, cost of bread, cost of milk. Um, and according to an article that I read in the New York Post, the prices of these breads, artisanal bread, hitting two uh, $10 up to $2 um, for a two pound loaf, excuse me, 
um, at Whole Foods in Manhattan, really Whole Foods in D.C. because I looked it up too, baby. Um, it's listing at bread costing from three dollars and forty nine cents, which is still pretty high, but maybe not that high for Whole Foods up to ten dollars and forty nine cents for this particular brand called Base Culture Nut Seed, which honestly is just high in its own right. Um, but Fairway Market in New York, you guys are reporting that King's Hawaiian sweet rolls are priced at $10.19. I found them um, in DC and at Safeway for $7.99, but they are listed at $10.19. So that's crazy. I mean, first of all, your girl is staying away from the carbs. I don't know if you guys are following me on social media, but I just came off of this six week fitness boot camp. Rodney was our coach, you guys. He did Wake It Up Fitness. It was a the hell of a thing. You know, he got us all information for this wedding child, but bread is not on my wish list. Okay. I love bread, addicted to bread. But for $10 a loaf, it's going to give me even more reason to stay away from it. So drop down below in the comments just some extra stuff that you feel is getting higher. I mean, the cost of food alone is astronomical. I had like 12 things in my cart and checked out at the grocery store. It was $180. I about died at the checkout and I wanted to put some stuff back. But it's expensive. I mean, even like going out to eat. You know, the cost of uh, the carryout, which here in D.C. is like Chinese food, we call it carryout to get like chicken wings and French fries. It was like twelve dollars for chicken wings and French fries. They're charging like a dollar a wing now. That's the cost of chicken wings alone. A bag of chicken wings is like thirty five dollars a bag. So we're not eating that good no more, you guys. And it's it, it's a, it's inflation. It's the cost of food. Um, it's the labor costs. It's everything that's running this stuff up. So we're seeing it across the board and we're seeing it everywhere. So that's $10 a loaf, though. I think a gallon of milk was about $7 a gallon. I don't know. I got to report you guys that Bill Gates is donating his money. Maybe he'll donate some money to me, okay? He, what he was talking about, child, is that he wanted to give all his billions away. And I'm just going to scroll through and find it, um, my report on that. And you guys, I got some cute little overlays and stuff, but the mouse wasn't working in the studio. Cuddy had to run back to his car and get it together. But I did not want to be late because your girl, listen, she was looking good with my new blonde hair. You guys like my hair color? I did it for y'all <laughs> and I didn't want to be late, but Bill Gates, he was planning to give away virtually $113 billion, okay, of his fortune. And listen, he's, he's just saying that this is his commitment to the culture. He feels like he generated all this wealth and he wants to give it back. And so he's just reiterating his pledge to giving it away. Um, you know, I do have a tweet that he posted out, but he's just saying, like, you know, looking ahead, he wrote that, you know, his ever increasing donations to fund research and development on preventing future pandemics, um, you know, mitigating climate change and cutting global childhood death from preventable diseases in half. Uh, in half of the coming decades. So I like this for Bill. I really like this for Bill. And, you know, you know, he recently divorced from Melinda Gates. Um, even following that divorce, okay, he still gave six billion dollars. So he's he's donated, and Melinda is following suit. She's she's about this life. Um, I know you guys saw that 
Bill and Melinda Gates' daughter is dating a black dude. And so that was like this really big thing. Oh, Cuddy, welcome back, my 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 good sir. If you have the overlay, please put the overlay up um, of Bill Gates because I want to read his tweet and share that tweet with our audience. He's giving it away. I love this because he's one of the richest men in the world. $113 billion worth of wealth. He says, as I look to the future, I plan to give virtually all of my wealth to the foundation. I will move down and eventually off the list of the world's richest people. Mm, wish we all could say that. He said he has an obligation to return his resources to society in ways that have the greatest impact for reducing suffering and improving lives. And I hope others in positions of great wealth and privilege will step up in this moment too. Shout out to Bill Gates. I I'm here for this. You know, critics are saying that they don't like this because he will have too much influence because he is donating to his own research pool um, that he will kind of be able to say, OK, I'm going to donate $10 billion to go to, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, virus pandemic, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Something like that. But he's saying that he will have too much influence over that because he is the person donating the funds. Well, listen, he ain't sitting around not doing anything with it. So, you know, a critic will find a way to do something and say something all the damn time. So shout out to Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, who is following suit on this. And Let's just hope Bezos and the rest of them, Elon Musk, chow, let's hope they all follow suit on this. Speaking of viruses and pandemics, monkeypox, I think I just have to do a public service, public service announcement on this. I really didn't think this was a big deal, but it's much more of a big deal than we ever thought, you guys. Um, I pulled up to the CDC because I just had to see what was really going on. Uh, the mayor here in Washington, D.C., Mayor Muriel Bowser, she did this big press release on Monday talking about, you know, what they're doing here in Washington, D.C. But once again, just like COVID hit, New York is bearing the brunt of this virus. And according to reports of the CDC, the website says there's 830 cases. That data was updated today as of 2 p.m. 830 cases. There are 110 cases reported here in Washington, D.C. and 53 cases in Washington state, you guys. Um, that's still given a lot. And this is, you know, contagious, but they're saying not that contagious um, or not as contagious as COVID. Um, Dr. Jennifer McQuinston, uh, she's the she's the incident commander for the monkeypox response at the Center for Disease Control the CDC, y'all. And she says monkeypox is very different. Uh, she says it's not spread easily. It requires direct, close contact. And most of the cases that we're aware of are associated with intimate contact and even sexual contact. Well, your board, Dr. Fauci, jumped in, you guys, and he had this to say on CNN on Saturday. He said, this is something we definitely need to take seriously. We don't know the scope and the potential of it yet, but we have to act like it will have the capability of spreading much more widely than it's spreading right now. Leave it to Dr. Fauci, y'all, to always put two on the 10 and make us feel some type of way. But that's what makes him the leading epidemiologist, you guys. He's also talking about retiring. He's 81 years old. He's finally talking about he's finally talking about um, retiring. But yeah, it's giving 
here we are once again, another pandemic. Uh, Fauci says he said on Saturday on CNN that he expects up to 700,000 vaccines to be distributed by the end of this month. Um, and the CDC is recommending people who have been exposed to monkeypox and people who are in that high risk category um, to go and get vaccinated. So even though it's not an STD, it's it's being reported that it's mostly being spread among men who have sex with other men. So if you fit that category, um, you know, you can go and get a vaccine uh, and, you know, you don't want this. OK, I mean, put put the overlay back up. I mean, do you want this on your body? We don't want that. OK, it's given it's like two weeks, two to four weeks for it to clear. It's highly contagious. You're going to be quarantined in the house. They say it's not fatal, but it's just given the plague. And y'all don't want that. OK, so if you are in this category. Go get vaccinated. All right. We don't want to spread this thing any further. Be careful. You know, just be careful in these streets, y'all, because it's given is given, I don't want to be given that, okay? <laughs> so that's your public service announcement there. We don't want to have another issue with COVID. Um, y'all, on another episode of Rich People Doing the Most, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but when I heard about this, I about threw up. Elon Musk's daddy, who is 76 years old, has came out and confirmed a secret second child with guess who y'all his stepdaughter that is a hot mess elon musk's dad his name is his name is elroy musk he's 76 he finally re revealed that he you know has fathered a second child because they got a five-year-old together you guys he fathered a second child with his daughter jana they welcomed their baby back in 2019, but they only just confirmed it. So this ain't new to them, but it's new to us. Um, but like I said, they already have a baby together. So here is the messy lineage. So just bear with me and get into it. All right. Elroy was first, he had a first wife. They split in 1979. Then he married Heidi, who's Jonna's mother. She was a young widow. She already had two kids. One of those kids was Jana. Okay. So Heidi, she got the two kids. One of them is Jana. She's married to Elroy. Well, Elroy and Heidi had two biological children together. So now Heidi got four kids. Two of them are from Elroy. Elroy and Heidi eventually divorced. Y'all after 18 years, child. So your stepfather was your stepfather for almost 20 years. And then you decided to father a child with your daddy who raised you because you were only four years old at the time that they were married. That's given sexual abuse and trauma. That didn't start, let me tell you something. That's a 41 year old age gap. This did not start when she was 30, I'm here to tell you. That started when that child was a was a baby. Okay. He has I don't care. I mean, I'm calling it, I'm calling it how I see it. That's a hot mess. Your stepfather has kids, has you your siblings, your babies are your step siblings. 
it ain't no auntie and uncle. That's sis, their sister and brother. So your your biological brother and sister, their daddy is also your kid's daddy. Like, come on, y'all. Like, what? And again, in another episode of Rich People Doing the Most. So, but here's the tea, you guys. Elon Musk is not having it and neither is the family. They have blackballed both of them out the family, put them out the family. Everyone thinks this is a hot, nasty, wild mess. But someone really needs to think about like what sexual, emotional trauma is this girl going through? Because she said, let me go back and have not one, but another baby with him. It's given, I can't. It's given I can't, you guys. So listen, Elroy is saying they're not in a relationship anymore. Thank God. Um, but that, you know, if he can, if he can still shoot up the club, he's, he's going to shoot up somebody's club and he's willing to have another baby. Um, so I don't know. Elroy's out of control. Elon Musk, you guys, who I didn't know, he has 10 kids. So there's a lot of Musk children out here, but. I don't know. I just, I can't get behind this. Somebody needs to tap in and figure out what's going on here. Cause these kids are going to grow up real confused, real quickly, very quickly. Ugh, hotmess.com. Uh, Cuddy, do we have the clip? Um, do we have the clip we discussed? If not, I'll go ahead and move forward. But I did kind of want to talk about that. Let's see, you guys. There, there was some information I wanted to share with you, but I may bring it to you next week. Okay, I'm going to bring it to you next week, so I won't even tease you with it. Um, but moving right along, and let me see. Moving right along. Since we're talking about messy relationships, we might as well just move right on to Khloe Kardashian, y'all. Another messy relationship, you guys, is Khloe Kardashian. She is welcoming her second child with Tristan Tompa, Tristan, the serial cheater Thompson via surrogate. Okay, she says she ain't messing up that good body for a hot mess, dude. Um, but they're welcoming their second via surrogate surrogate. This is seven months after we found out that he's fathering his third child, um, who he originally denied and got pregnant while him and Chloe was in a relationship. Um that child was conceived during his birthday weekend. And a rep for Chloe confirmed that this child was conceived in November. They are moving forward with it. The couple is no longer together, um, but that they are just doing this and, you know, they're going to co-parent and, and, you know, and parent this child, by, you know, that comes into the world. Um, what are your thoughts on this, you guys? I mean, rich people just do anything. You are literally tapping into a relationship that is toxic and making the decision like, you know what? I don't want to have my babies with anybody else or maybe I don't want to have multiple baby daddies. So I'm just going to stick to the same baby daddy and have a baby. Chloe is, keep in mind, 38 years old. Um, I do believe that she had some fertility issues. She had her eggs harvested and she fertilized those eggs, you guys, with Tristan Thompson before all of this BS. So I think that's why she said, listen, all my eggs are already fertilized by this dude and I want another baby. So I kind of get that. I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Um, I feel for you, sis. But then again, everybody makes their own bed because let us not forget 
that Khloe Kardashian made a decision to be in a relationship with Tristan Thompson at the time his ex-girlfriend Jordan Craig was pregnant with their baby back in 2016. I don't forget much, y'all. So you jumped into this relationship with Tristan while his ex, his girlfriend was pregnant. Ex or not, you didn't even let the baby finish baking and come out. Okay, it wasn't baked, boiled, or, or let go. But you jumped into a public relationship with this man. And now you're wondering, you know, why it's just the way it is. But I don't know, you guys. This Is this too much? Is this like the new wave of co-parenting? Like, am I the only one who feels like this is just not the healthiest way to move into it? Or do they just have enough money and support, family support, that maybe they just don't need it? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like even for Chloe, I'm like, dang girl, like just get you a new man, sis. That, you know, come on, just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's a hot mess.com. Uh, you know, reports are saying that Chloe's extremely grateful uh, to have such an extraordinary surrogate for such a beautiful blessing. Um, and, you know, they ask for kindness and privacy so that Chloe can focus on her family. I mean, is this given an independent woman? <laughs> I don't know. And Arlo, I, I'm, I'm wondering if they even had a conversation. Well, you know, Tristan is probably... He's probably, he probably doesn't even get to be a part of the conversation. I don't know. Harry Jefferson says, it's given Jordan Poole situation, a Jordan Poole situation movie thing. It is. I mean, maybe we'll just sit back and eat our popcorn. The Kardashians pull up on Hulu, you guys. They got a good show. It's full of drama. Their whole life is full of drama, you guys. This right here, I, I just, I don't see it for you, sis. I'm sorry, Chloe. This is, this is not what I saw for you, but... We gonna stay tuned for that. We are absolutely going to stay tuned. Um, well, look, let me see. I'm gonna scroll through if I see if I missed anything. I may not have, and if I didn't, nope, I didn't. So I'm gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about the NBA Young Boy case and how the lyrics were not admitted into evidence. You guys, stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. When the pandemic hit, it did affect me. As a barber, I had my own personal reasons why I didn't get vaccinated. At the time, I didn't check the actual source. I thought the vaccine was developed too fast, but I was talking to the doctor and he was telling me more about the vaccine and what it can do to protect us and our family. I wanted to get back to that once was, right? I do feel safe knowing that I am vaccinated. I just hope what I'm saying is reaching into people's heads to know that this is the best decision for all of us. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You guys, look at my Golden Girl Cup. Is this just so cute? Rest in peace to all of the Golden Girls. We love y'all. Y'all, listen. <laughs> I, I'm honestly still thinking about Elon Musk's daddy and just how trifling that is. But I digress. So some good news uh, for NBA Youngboy. He's a 22-year-old rapper uh, for that, you know, basically saying never broke again. Y'all listen, these young kids, NBA young boy, YB, whatever you want to call them, these young kids, they out here, but he won his case. Um, and a judge said that they will not allow his lyrics to be admitted into the argument, even though prosecutors sought to link the rapper, um, his lyrics to his weapon charge. So I have an entire video that's going to explain everything and then we'll come back and talk about it. 
Hey, it's Asia Sky from the DX Daily Podcast. An NBA young boy has been living on strict house arrest conditions in Utah after being granted bond in his federal gun case last October. The trial started in this. Oh, we're back in the show. <laughs> um, do we have the clip, Cuddy? I hope we have the clip. So let's see what happened, you guys. Small technical difficulties. Uh, okay, let's pivot until we get it back. So, Cuddy, if you get it, let me know, but we'll pivot real quick. So, 22-year-old rapper, NBA young boy, he was facing charges um, on a, uh, a weapons charge after he was arrested in California last year. Since then, he has been on house arrest um, in Utah, of all places, um, but he was re- released on $500,000 bail. Well, he finally went to trial, you guys, and the prosecutors had sought to link the rapper to the weapon using a photo and video from social media, which that didn't go very far, of young boy handing a gold and tan gun that appeared identical to the firearm recovered from his car. So they were trying to use that. As the trial continued on Tuesday, the judge in the case, um, whose name is R. Gary uh, Klossner, shout out to Judge Klossner, ruled to exclude, exclude the lyrics from three of NBA Youngboy's songs um, being used in court. This was such a big deal, you guys, that even your boy Mike Davis hit me with a DM and was like, you need to talk about this on the show. So here's why I really wanted to bring this to you guys. You know that the whole RICO trial and the conspiracy case against Atlanta rappers, um, Young Thug, and what's his name again? The other guy? Gunner. And Gunner. Sorry, you guys, I'm talking to Rodney. And Gunner, they're going to use those lyrics in trial. They're admissible and they, they've already done that in the pretrial, hence why none of them were able to get bail, amongst other things. Um, but this judge said, not today. Um, and so that's really great because, listen, these lyrics are for entertainment, you guys. And in the court filing, the defense attorneys for NBA Youngboy said this. It is not an admission of other bad acts, but it does. But it does paint the rappers in, the, in a bad light. And the juror may infer from the song that Mr. Glauden, who is young NBA young boy is a violent person and take those feelings with them into, into the deliberation room. That's a hundred percent of what's going to happen. Okay. hundred percent of what's going to happen. If you use the lyrics, which we all know are going to be is, are, is just for entertainment. People are going to take that and it's going to be used as facts. The jury is going to take that and feel like it's facts. Uh, the rapper's lawyer also added this. He said, the real issues are this. Number one, whether he had he knew the gun was inside the car, right? Because he got pulled over in his Maybach. He did run a little bit, y'all, because he said he was scared. And then in the Maybach, there was a loaded firearm. So that's what he's being charged with. So number one, did he know the gun was inside the car? Number two, did he intend to possess the gun? It's a relatively simple case is what his lawyer is saying. And if those two things, if we those are the only two things we need to talk about. So why are we trying to make the determination on whether or not these lyrics are tied to anything else? So this was a big win for the culture, you guys. And I'm really, really, really impressed because I hope this sets a precedent for other judges to not allow lyrics to be admitted into court. What do you guys think? Share your thoughts on this. Is this entertainment 
or is this real? Because let's also let's also talk about lyrics, right? In the R. Kelly case, some of his lyrics were admitted into evidence. I mean, he wrote an entire confession about what he did to girls, okay? But they were substantiated based on witness testimony, victim testimony, and all of that. So it was just like he admitted to some stuff. So what do we think here? Is this entertainment? Should this be, you know, admitted into court? Uh, Harry Jefferson says, young thug and gunna cases are so cruel and unusual. Songs are made for entertainment. It's crazy that they have allowed to do that. They're that they have allowed to do so to do such a thing. Shaking my head. I agree with you, brother. I mean, I agree with you fully on this. I mean, it's just one of those things like you shouldn't be able to use it in evidence. So um, anyway, the jury deliberated uh, two days into deliberations um, and found NBA Youngboy not guilty. Um, this case, you guys, he was facing up to 10 years in prison. So this was this was a big thing. I mean, this wasn't no small case. I mean, possessing a firearm and ammunition as a felon um, he also, this is one of the federal cases. He has another federal case that's coming out. Uh, so he has to beat that. And I think he has some charges out of Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. So another win for the rap game. Okay. Maybe they will consider this in Atlanta for young thug and, and, and everyone else. And you guys, I'm telling you, it's buzzing right now. The internet is buzzing and Instagram has no show they are calling out a lot of other Atlanta rappers to say somebody is next on the hit list. And in fact, the attorney general over there is talking about, guess what? I have five more rappers that I'm five more big Atlanta rappers that I'm taking down with me. So young, young thug and gonna y'all got some company coming to you soon, but look, let's go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about, Actually, I want to clap back at this viral video of these beautiful black babies being ignored at Sesame Place in Philadelphia. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Clapback Culture. I'm your girl, Jules. Thank you for tuning in to another Thursday episode. So look, I know you guys have seen it. I saw some reports on CNN. It's all over social media about these two little black girls that were ignored at Sesame Place in Philadelphia over the weekend. And subsequently, more videos have come out of brown, black and brown children being ignored by the Sesame Street character. So the argument is that this is not a one and done. Let's take a look at what sparked this conversation. Employees at Sesame Place in Langhorn will now undergo special training as part of the park's response to a now viral video that was posted online over the weekend. You may have seen this video. It was posted by a mother showing a character there at the park appearing to ignore her young girls who are black. They were asking for high fives there. The woman who posted that video said the costume character went on to hug a white girl right there in the area. Well, several new videos have since surfaced appearing to show similar incidents with that very same character. After an initial statement calling that incident a misunderstanding, the park issuing an updated statement acknowledging that what happened is not okay and committed to making things right. The children's mother talked about what happened this afternoon saying she's heartbroken. 
the fact that this even happened, the fact that this was even going to be a core memory for them um, when it comes to Sesame Place is actually disgusting and unbelievable to me. The lawyer for the family says they plan to fight for justice, adding that no six-year-old should be forced to live with severe distress after leaving a Sesame Place theme park. All right, well, here's the thing, you guys. Remember that this is one of many videos that have come out. So if you have the belief that these little girls were just ignored because Rosita didn't see them, which we absolutely can tell from the video that Rosita did see them um, because they do this and, and wave them away. Um, the Rosita character said this, that they were initially waving off someone who was trying to hand them a baby to take a picture, which is against their policy. But that didn't have anything to do with the six-year-old little girls right in front of them. Um, lots of celebrities have come out and spoke out about this and have been outraged. Kelly Rowland um, from uh, the group with Beyonce uh, came out and she was talking about that from Destiny's Child. And she was just saying how disgusted she is. So Sesame Place, listen, when you guys start getting comments from big superstars like Kelly Rowland tapping in, who is also a mother of two, this ain't looking good. And so they were they just keep releasing statements, y'all saying, you know, uh, their initial response was this. Our brand, our park and our employees stand for inclusivity and equality in all forms. This is what Sesame Place is about. And we do not tolerate any behaviors in our parks that are contrary to that commitment. Here's the thing, too. It's hard to make a determination on what the Rosita character was thinking from an employee from an employer from an employer perspective in the moment that they wave the kids off. Now, can they say that it was racist? I mean, they can't really coin it to that, but we can tell based on the additional videos that have come out that these characters are not loving and supporting black kids. And I stand with the mother on this. And that something needs to happen and that we don't have to sit back and allow our children to be ignored. We're paying good money to go to these parks. OK, a lot of money while we're there. And this is heartbreaking. Those two little girls, if you notice, her niece in the video is continuing to to grab after Rosita as they walk away. Isn't that just so sad? So I encourage you guys all to continue to go look at the additional videos. There's one video, you guys, where one of the one of the Sesame Street characters slaps a teenage black girl, like walks through the crowd, high fives a couple people, doesn't high five the, the black kid standing next to her and then smacks her with the with the with the mitted hand. Uh, listen, y'all, we can continue to wipe away and, you know, people can look be like, oh, black people always saying this and that's racist. It's caught on tape and it's caught on camera, you guys. And so this is heartbreaking. Um, I think the mother getting an attorney on this and kind of making this a bigger, a big deal after this video went viral, you know, more kudos to her. And, and their ass, the family's ass is, is strong. They want uh, the character to be fired. They want a public apology. They want, um, you know, race and, and inclusion training to be implemented into the training policy at Sesame Place. 
and they're seeking damages, emotional damages to their kids uh, that experience this. So I don't know, y'all. <laughs> I mean, all the way down to Sesame Street. Listen, we started about talking about $10 for a loaf of bread all the way down to, you know, little black kids being ignored at Sesame Street. Girl, child, the world is going crazy. Monkey pox, people, you know, having babies with their daughters. This was a wild little show tonight, wasn't it? It was a wow show. <laughs> but look, I'm so glad to be back. I'm not taking any more weeks off, you guys. I'm going to be here tuned in and locked in with you guys. Please continue to share more hot topics that you want to talk about next week because there's a lot going on in the world, okay? Truly, there is. All right, y'all. Well, that concludes our Thursday clapback culture. If you haven't already, please make sure you check out our merch store and purchase something from the Converge shop. Okay, a T-shirt, a hoodie, something um, and support Converge Media as we continue to grow in love. Um, and that's it. I'll be back next Thursday. Until then, you guys can find me on social media at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you pull up and follow me. Slide into my DM. Send me some show notes. Send me something that you want to talk about for next week. I'll make sure to put it on the menu. But until then, I'll be back. Thanks for uh, tuning in. See you next week. Peace. Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.